What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Giants Nation podcast. Um, guys, I hope you all are having a wonderful um, Wednesday afternoon. Um, so, guys, um, I decided to come on here uh, just because, you know, it's not about sitcom Barkley. I wish it was, but it's not. But this does have something to do with Saquon Barkley. Um, I'm going to be making another list with you guys today. My list will be including four moves that the New York Giants still need to make after the NFL draft. So, without further ado, let's get right into it. Um, look at the 2023 NFL draft has come and gone for the New York Giants, but Joe Shane and Brian Dayball still have plenty of work to do with the roster. The additions of Deontay Banks, John Michael Schmitz, and Jalen Hyatt have fans like me buzzing. Now, even the unrestricted free agent signing of Bryce Ford Wheaton, who was another player I had the Giants, he was another player I had on my mock draft uh, that I would love to that I would love the Giants to go and get, and they somehow got him. Um, so yeah, even the unrestricted free agent signing of this of that guy has the Giants fan base excited, given his size and potential in the league. But for the Giants general manager and head coach, there's you know there's still long hours ahead. Exercising the fifth year option on Andrew Thomas was a no-brainer, you know. But on the flip side, some more difficult decisions will be on the way. After all, the Giants finished up to uh, the Giants finished up they up a uh, nine seven a nine and seven and one season that ended with a playoff berth, but it also ended uh, ended with a uh, and demoralizing defeat to their right uh, to their rivals in the Philadelphia Shingles or Eagles, whatever, who seem to have a strong draft of their own. So. Obviously, um, the question is, what do, the, what do the Giants need to do? Um, um, what do the Giants need to do moving forward for the team? Well, let's take a look at what Joe Shane can uh, get started with. This is going to be an easy number one. Find common ground on getting Saquon Barkley a new deal. You know, this is easily number one. Um, look, at Saquon wasn't too thrilled about having the franchise tag placed on him. But, you know, the fortunate thing for Barkley and the Giants is that it was the non-exclusive franchise tag, which allows for both sides to try and work out a deal by July 17th, which is literally two months away. Um, unlike the regular franchise tag that players like Evan Ingram and Josh Jacob uh, received, Joe Shane said... Joe Shane said that he and Saquon Barkley's uh, representatives are expected to reco uh, reconvene soon on uh, soon on working on a potential deal for the star running back, which has given a lot of fans like me hope that there is a possible light at the end of the tunnel. Now the question is, will an extension be on the way sooner than later? Well, Jordan Rainan, Jordan Rainan. Uh, another another beat writer for the New York Giants posted this on Twitter, saying that Joe Shane said they will they will reconvene they will reconvene and have conversations with Saquon Barkley's representatives about a new contract after the draft. Shane said they've even had talks recently about a contract extension. Look at 
Saquon did intentionally reject a long-term deal. The Giants had proposed around the trade deadline midseason, which would have paid him around $12.5 million per year. However, that was also before um, the market for running backs would plummet in free agency. I feel like a move, you know, this is probably a move many are saying is an error on Barkley's representatives. Look at, regardless, Saquon is still, in my opinion, the Giants' best skill player who has a tremendous uh, report with Danny Dimes, a.k.a. Daniel Jones. Um, Dayball, you know, not just Daniel Jones, but also he has a tremendous report on Brian Dayball and the entire locker room. Given how they view him as a leader and, you know, a leader on and off the field. I feel like finding middle ground on a deal to make Barkley happy and keep him in the Giants offense while he's still in his prime years is best, you know, for both sides. You know, and that was the one thing I kept on trying to say. You know, um, Saquon is, I understand he's a running back, but... In this typical situation, we don't care. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. We don't, I, like us Giants fans, we don't, us Giants fans, we don't care. You know, and maybe that's why a lot of people separate Giants fans from, not just Giants fans, but the, ent- the entire, even the New York Giants. People, people separate the Giants and, their, and this fan base. You know, they, they separate us from all these other teams because we, we believe in different things. We don't believe. We don't believe in. We don't believe in the new term offense wins championships. We believe in the real term defense wins championships. You know, because that's that is who the Giants are. That's that's who that's what the character has been. That's the that's the one character that describes this team. This team is all about, you know. Taking that ball out and taking souls out too. You know, we're all this team's all about defense. This team's about getting after the opposing player and making sure they don't get up before they go down. You know, um Saquon Barkley means everything to this team. And I think Saquon Barkley knows that. I just think he wants a deal. And this and Saquon Barkley's react. Look at his his reaction is not a surprise. Every player is gonna act like this if they don't get paid, especially the ones who've been dealing with injuries, and especially the ones who get talked down by their own fan base. Yeah, some some Giants fans were talking down on Saquon Barkley. And look at Saquon Barkley. He had a great season. And look at those same people who criticize them. Those are the same people who want them back now. You see what happens? You know, you know what people say. Karma, karma is one bad son of a, you know what? Because that's what karma is. You know what they say about karma? Karma. Once you do something to that person, oh, it's gonna bite you right back in the butt. And that's what happened to fans who criticized this guy. They criticized him, and look what happened. No one thought Saquon Barkley had anything left, and look what he did. 
coming off a torn ACL and an ankle injury. He bought out. This guy was, this guy was in line for comeback player of the year. So be grateful that this guy is still on the Giants. You know? But that's number one for me. Um, number two, um, this is pretty. Uh, this is another. This is an, This is a, another easy one. Number two, sign Dexter Lawrence to a massive extension. Um, you know, this is a no-brainer. But this is also, you know, this this also has to happen. You know, before everyone's eyes, we all saw the transformation in Dexter Lawrence's game in 2022, especially under the guidance of defensive coordinator Wink Martindale. Dexter Lawrence went from a pretty good player to perhaps one of the best interior linemen in the sport. You know, um, you know what helped Dexter Lawrence was, you know, Deron Payne and Jeffrey Simmons getting extensions from their respective teams as well. Joe Shane had previously stated that he had been in talks with Dexter Lawrence, who was not reporting for for he wasn't reporting for OTAs. That recently started up. Um, I feel like by getting Dexter Lawrence locked up on a long-term deal, it not only gives him some security, but it would also give the Giants some cap space back. And given how the Giants need to create uh, some space to sign their rookie class, getting Lawrence uh, signed sooner rather than later seems like an easy move to make. Sexy Dexy has earned his payday from the G-Men. It'll be on Joe Shane in the front office to make him happy before week one arrives. Uh, number three. Um, number three. Um, this is pretty interesting, but get things figured out with uh, get things figured out with defensive lineman Leonard Williams. Look at this one has been a move that many thought would have been made already given his high salary high salary currently yeah Leonard Williams number for the 2023 campaign hasn't changed you know um this guy signed a three-year 63 million dollar contract back in 2021 and for the better part of the deal he has held up well on the Giants defensive line his sack numbers you know his sack numbers aren't going to jump out but his value is stopping the run his 45 tackles and 2.5 sacks, uh, 2.5 sacks, you know, 2022 don't tell the entire story for this guy. He graded out a he graded out at 77.9 by Pro Football Focus, which showed that this guy is playing at a high level for the Giants, and you know he should be retained for the time being. You know, look at an extension. I feel like an extension for Leonard Williams, who is still a productive player, could uh, certainly help with creating more salary cap space. Currently, it's cap number for 2023, I believe it stands at $32.2 million. That's a, that, like that right there, that's a figure the Giants would like to get down. You know, an extension for Williams could solve that and retain a key member of Link Marindo's defense. There's no way his massive cap hit can remain and play for 2023. So that's number three on my list. Um, and last but not least, number four, um, get creative with the salary cap. You know, look at as of right now, the Giants are sitting at, I believe, $575,000 in salary cap space, according to uh, NFLPA. So 
The Giants are going to need to figure out how to get creative. They also need around $2.674 million in cap space to sign their entire rookie class. Thus, why, you know, this is why it's, a, this is why it's an imperative for the Giants to figure some other moves, you know, out as soon as possible. You know, um, now, like, if you're going to ask me, could Adore Jackson get a contract extension? I mean, his cap number is at $19 million, and, it, you know, and an extension would not only keep the Giants' best cornerback past the 2023 season, but it would create cap space. You know, um, what about Darnell Holmes' possible release? His cap hit is around $2.9 million. So by releasing him, it would give the Giants back around $2.7 million in cap relief and barely even cost the Giants $200,000 in debt money, in debt, in uh, debt cap money. With the additions of, I feel like with the additions of Deontay Banks and Trey Hawkins, the third in the draft, cutting Darnia Holmes might make more sense given how the Giants need some space back and given how Darnia Holmes had... He struck Barney Holmes. He had his struggles in 2022. That might be a move to watch for. You know, other veterans like Tyra Taylor and Mark Lewinsky are higher up on the Giants salary cap. As Lewinsky's cap cap number is $8.35 million and Tyra Taylor's is $6.9 million. But either the Giants would restructure either deal or not or um not has yet to be mentioned by anyone the giants are headed in the right direction but joe shane and brian dayball are just getting started with the busy new york offseason you know so that's all i gotta say about that and yeah guys that uh those are my four moves that the new york giants still need to make uh after the nfl draft you know i'm gonna and one more thing i want to mention you know, this is, this is the, you know, this is what's so, this is the, the, this is the best part. You know, when you're a young GM and you, you know, like when, like when Joe Shane came in, you know, when he came in as the new GM for the Giants, he didn't have full control. You know, the, the salary cap was a mess. You know, Joe Shane, he had to get rid of some players, you know, ju- you know, because, you know, that's how Badly, the Giants were in need of money, so the Giants got rid of they got rid of their their biggest player on the roster in James Bradbury. They luckily saved enough money to sign to sign all their NFL to sign their entire NFL draft class for two thousand for two thousand twenty two. You know, but now we're in a better spot. Joe Shane, he's in full control. You know, um, and you know. He's making smart decisions on which player. He's making smart decisions on how on on the amount of money he's giving away to his players. You know, you know, because you never know if there's another there's another interesting player out in free agency you can go and get. You know, um, but you know that was the one thing I kept on saying, even even when this guy. Uh, came into, you know, even when Joe Shane came in as uh, the general manager in his first season, you know, in his first season with the Giants, he is from the Buffalo Bills. He, you know, he, he's probably learned a lot from Brandon Bean. From Brandon Bean, we all saw what Brandon Bean did to the Bills. He turned the Buffalo Bills into a juggernaut. 
You know, he, he was the one that drafted Josh Allen. You know, now if you're gonna ask, if you're gonna ask me if Joe Shane was around the if Joe Shane was around when the Giants didn't have Daniel Jones, do I think they would have drafted him? I don't know. I don't know. But I think you know, and what I'm about to say, I said you know I've said this multiple times, but I'm I'm gonna keep on bringing it up because we are in the quarterback sleep, you know. But, you know, like, a lot of people, they like to separate, a lot of people like to separate, uh, uh, they like to separate a lot of quarterbacks from each other. Every quarterback is very talented. Doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter, like, what college they come from. A lot of people were killing the Giants because they drafted a guy out of Duke. And I understand Duke is not a good. They don't have a good. Duke. They don't have. They don't have a great football team. But what Daniel Jones has proven, what Daniel Jones and Brian Dayball has proven, as long as you have a quarterback that's athletic, that's smart, and knows what he's doing, and he's listening, you are you you know, especially with a guy like Brian Dayball who is just a genius of a person. This is the guy who turned Josh Allen into one of the best quarterbacks in the AFC. You can't tell me he can't turn Daniel Jones. And you can't, like, no one can say that Brian Dayball can't turn Daniel Jones in uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFC. We don't know that. I think, you know, that's why I kept on saying Daniel Jones is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFC. Because he doesn't, he never had the pieces. You know, he never had the pieces to be successful, and now he does. Look at Jalen Hurts. Look at Jalen Hurts before uh, Nick Sirianni. You know, and the Philadelphia Eagles uh, GM um, Holly Roseman gave Jalen Hurts AJ Brown, gave him a good offensive line, gave him a good offensive corner. Look what happened. Jalen Hur- Hurts blossomed into easily the best quarterback in the NFC took the Eagles to the Super Bowl. You know, it's all, you know, it all starts, well, all I'm trying to say is this. To, to you know, to find a great quarterback, you got to find, the, you got to find the right coach. And it's very clear to say that Brian Dayball is the right coach for Daniel Jones. And that was the one thing I was trying to explain to some of the other critics out there who, Wanted Daniel Jones gone. Why? Why are you gonna want to give up Daniel Jones when you know when you don't even know for a fact that there's like you don't know if any of these rookie quarterbacks are better than Daniel Jones? They're rookies. Look at I understand Daniel Jones. He's not. He's not. He's not the fastest quarterback. He doesn't have the best arm. But he helps you win. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about. It doesn't matter about what kind of quarterback you get. All what matters is this: Can he fit your system and can he dominate at the highest level under the right coach? And that's what Daniel Jones has proven. With with receivers that with receivers that aren't even featured as number one receivers. 
And now Daniel Jones has an offense that he can just pick and shoot who he wants to throw to. Because he has Darren Waller, who when healthy, this guy is one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Paris Campbell, he can ball out. Darius Slayton, he can ball out. You know, Daniel Bellinger, I like this kid. He can ball out. You know, you drafted Jalen Hyatt. I'm very excited to see what this kid's going to do. And you guys know how much I love defense. I'm very excited to see what Deontay Banks is going to do. I, like, okay. Even though people don't care about preseason, I'm going to watch preseason anyways. I'm, I just want I just want to see what these players are going to look like. You know, because I'm excited. All I'm, all I'm trying to say is this. If Daniel Jones takes the Giants somehow to the Super Bowl, what are people going to say? I don't know. I still have a feeling people are going to say the same thing like they always been saying. Whenever the Giants win, they're not going to they're not going to they're not going to put Daniel Jones as the number one reason. They're going to try to find other reasons. But in reality, he is the reason because you know what they say nowadays, it all ends up on the quarterback. It all it all falls down on the quarterback. It starts with the quarterback and it ends with the quarterback. Because we're in the quarterback's league. You know, and that's why I kept on saying I think Daniel Jones is going to have a better season better season than Dak Prescott. And it's not that I hate Dak Prescott, I like Dak Prescott. But the one thing Daniel Jones has shown that Dak Prescott used to show, but he doesn't—he doesn't show it anymore. And I—I I don't, I don't know if it's because of injuries or because of the wrong play calling. Daniel Jones—he's athletic. He has the ability to run out of pressure, and I think that's one thing Daniel Jones has corrected. You know, when Daniel Jones, when Dave Gutterman was around and Joe Judge was around. Daniel Jones struggled when he was under pressure. But look at the difference between Daniel Jones when he got Joe Judge to when he got Brian Dayball. Coaching matters. Daniel Jones was under a lot of pressure last year. He was under pressure, but look what he did. Under Brian Dayball, he he dominated. Daniel Jones, he had, he was... He was ranked as one of the quarterbacks with the most rushing yards. This guy had over 700. He had he had over 700 700 yards rushing. Coaching matters. That's all I'm saying. So I'm very excited. We're gonna see what happens. But that's all I gotta say about that. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Um, I'll keep you guys updated for more news about the New York Giants, so stay tuned. But until then, I'm out. Peace.